onions out there it is another edition of the hop this way show featuring your tongue of tongs uh myself zeus of course we've got the lovely rebecca nishi to my uh left here how's it going rebecca fine it's sunny around heat <laughs> yeah i bet Lo- living it up in brazil then we got uh man thing or just a what just happened <laughs> What's going on with Matt over there? Did Matt just freeze, or is he doing that on purpose? I'm not sure. She's doing it on purpose. <laughs> I love it. Um, but next up is the master, Frank. Dog, how you doing? <laughs> Man, did I freeze? Was that why you did that? No. No, okay. You're messing with me. I think it's because we always talk about the weather. You did pretty good. I didn't notice it until you like your eyebrow flickered for a second. I was like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, how you doing, Frank? I'm doing pretty good. This is uh, pretty stoked about this one because this one is the build up to the one. So. Yes. Oh. And this is this one feels like the one too, even though it's the precursor to it. But this this is an intense episode. Uh, and speaking of intense, there's nobody more intense than the Asian. Uh, hip hop hippie herself, Stephanie Young. Brad, how you doing, Steph? What's up, people? Yeah, no, this is an action. Well, this is a content-packed episode for sure. There's so much to talk about. There's so much that goes on here, and uh, it, it messes with all of our emotions all at once. Um, and I like these heavy, kind of story-driven episodes quite a Triggered, bit. Triggered much? Triggered much? Right, my buddy Matt Chua, Money Matt. What's going on, brother? Chua America. How you doing, brother? Hi, hello. Hi, I'm I'm not caffeinated enough, but I'm sure as we get throughout this episode and go on, I'll I'll get more hype and then I'll get to my usual self. But right now, it's calm. <laughs> love it, love it. Well, welcome back, everybody. Uh, we are uh, back with you today, and we have got a big episode. We talked about it. This is a precursor to uh, the big episode uh, of season two and maybe of this entire series. But this episode, all enemies, foreign and domestic, well-named because enemies are everywhere in, uh, in this episode. But, but folks, let's remember where we left off at the end of last uh, episode. We had um, the two the two sisters, Penelope Blake and her sister Sophie Mercer, both trying to take on Mayor Blake, who's in a drunken stupor and has become abusive to both women. He's choking Penelope out, and then someone hits him over the back of the head with a hot poker and poking. Some uh, gray matter, if you will. <laughs> we find out that it's Jacob, and that's how that episode ends. And uh, we kind of come back uh, from there. With, with, with this episode, we don't start off right there. 
we start off kind of on a more humorous note and something that's near and dear to me. You guys know how much uh, I honestly love this scene. And, and that of course is um, the Fung Hai massacre when they start talking about the violin man. And we don't even realize that there's a massacre. We just see uh, Assam, Young June, and Hong talking and uh, and eating and eating and again eating. <laughs> and eating and then talking Over. about the the, the violin man. And they're like, "Well, what's what, what's the deal with the violin man? How did we even get onto this topic?" Right? And uh, you ask him why he fights with a string. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's symbolism. He has his thing. I have mine. Um, and then they get the great line. Can you play Mozart shot. with it? I love that you have this screenshot where Chen's still like, he's still eating midway <laughs> through. He's still... always full mouth. And, and then oh. they give the uh, Young Jun gives the line, "Hey, go see if anyone's still breathing, and if they are, tell them that they're they work for us now." <laughs> I don't, think anybody, I, I don't know. think anybody oh, left is still breathing. A, mm -hmm. That works too. <laughs> there's a hand there of a guy just hanging from the hammock or from the upper floor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I hand. never even noticed that. The finger is right above Osam's head. Okay, so if they killed off all of these guys, what's going to happen when Zing gets out? I'm just saying. Zing's going to start back up. That's what he's going to do. You saw, you saw how much contempt. These people are dead. These people anything. are all dead. I know. It's he'll he'll get some new, new recruits. Like the Hydra. Cut one head off, two more come back. The actual he's a Hydra. maniac. I don't know about the MCU. Yeah. He's insane. So so what are you guys thinking in this opening scene here and just seeing this whole <laughs> massacre that's happened here? Best well, opening all, ever. Yeah. Because just they keep panning out and right. watching you know the two of them give him shit it's just adorable you know he's now really you know he's he's part of the team you know they're totally ragging on him they're totally fucking with him okay. you know and and he's just and it's that like brotherly love where he's like you guys stop messing with me and you know you gradually pan out to these bodies <laughs> oh. so, that scene reminds me of the scene of season one when bolo scrapped everyone in the same fun high <laughs> place, and then all covered, covered in blood, like drinking whiskey. <laughs> yeah, I think you got him. <laughs> Great scene. Uh, shout out to Rich Tang, of course, uh, our buddy, the Yellow Demon. I can't say it good like Matt does, though. The Yellow Demon. Oh my god, coffee. <laughs> Dude, get some caffeine in you. Get some caffeine what do you want from me? What do you want from me? I say it the same all the fucking time. What, do you, what more do you want? It's the same shit. You can't go any different with... I want the full yellow demon. That was the full yellow demon. What do you want? It, I fucking dropped my fucking voice bassier than it already has to be. You now wait, God damn it. Let's go. What are we doing here? Piss That's all we're now. looking for. That's all we're yeah, looking yeah, yeah. for, just to get you going. That was the captain. Ah, <laughs> let's go. What are we talking about? The show Warrior. I don't know if you've oh, heard man. of it. Uh, <laughs> oh, you think they, you they, they, they finished up the second not, season. Not right <laughs> we're doing it. No. Um, so anyways, <laughs> after this, after this we go to break. We, we go to the open titles and then we come back 
Um, and I believe when we come back, we're with the Tongs, right? Is is that yeah. uh, with? We gotta have the Buckley flashback. That was a. Uh, I skipped oh, yeah. through that one this time on the review. I, I don't really. That scene was incredibly gruesome. I forgot how gruesome that scene was. Mm-hmm. What was that? Mm-hmm. The flashback with Buckley. Flashback to the Buckley. Oh, right yeah. where. Yeah, where he has to have his leg amputated. Yeah. And we actually uh, now zero my attention in on that scene where the blood splashes into that redheaded nurse's hair. Exactly. Yeah. The redhead. The redhead. Mm. I just remembered the interview he gave to us when on the scene that he explained yeah. why he uh, washes uh, the hair of the redhead. Yeah, seared into his memory, he said. Yeah. To clean yeah. the blood. Which, I mean, there was a lot of blood. And I had the picture here, and I don't have it anymore. I'm sorry, guys. Um, Langley, (laughs) your acting in that scene, crazy. Listen, just the intensity, and we see it even in in the photo here, where he's like, don't take my leg, don't take it. Um, We see him go through that full gambit of emotions, and... You, you almost feel for him as well at that point. Mm-hmm. The redhead comes and she's just got that hacksaw sharpened, sharpened up and he's being held down by two people and she hands off that hacksaw and basically gives him the, the wood to stick between his teeth to bite down on him. Yeah. I mean, but, that was a gruesome scene. And then they That's show the leg with strong. the maggots so they try to go ahead and get rid of the infection. Yeah. yeah, I had that picture too. But it was Ooh, too much. No. It was too much. And doing too, a too flashback much. of our interview with Langley, he said that you know he plays characters where, despite how you know villainous they truly are, like there he wants to always showcase some type of like human side to yeah. them as, right. as they are. And this was the origin story, and what kind of humanizes is like, damn, that's why he's so fucked up. Okay. Like it, it all just comes like kind of full circle, and then to you know with the interview that we deal with, shout out to Langley, man. He yeah. he really yeah, man. really gave like a lot of different colors to this. To now watch it back, it's like, woo, seriously, and yes. just his accent. Wow. I mean, not everybody you know does such a good job of an accent, and and just his tone of voice is different. So it isn't just perfecting the accent; it's all of the inflection it's it's not even recognizable to his to his you know regular speaking voice yeah, yeah he's he, he's a phenomenal actor and we've seen now that we've uh, interviewed him and we've we've gotten to take a look at him in other projects as well and you see that he can go from one accent to another um even he played david in uh one of the books a, one of the movies based on the bible right uh, i saw that david, post that yeah. he did yeah. 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 He and is then, a chameleon. Of course, on chameleon. Banshee, say again. He is a chameleon when it, yeah, in man. terms of acting. He really is. He is, and uh, we're quite lucky to have him on the show. And uh, if you're watching, shout out Langley. Yeah. Wait, so Rebecca, you <laughs> did Langley. watch Banshee, right? Yeah, what? man. He was great on Banshee. I didn't even realize that was him until me you neither. guys told me earlier this year, and I was like, "What?" Like before we had him on the show. Um. So we go from there to the mayor at the former mayor's abode and they're talking to of course both uh sisters and they're trying to figure out who killed the mayor and 
Penelope is not giving up Jacob at all. She doesn't want to say his name at all. Uh, you see the the choke marks on her throat. But Sophie does. Oh Sophie my god, things. I hate her again. Sophie, she she Sophie just goes on being Sophie, and then she threw him under the Sophie bus. Sophie. Yeah. And meanwhile, Penny's looking at her like saying things without speaking. Like, don't me, don't do it, don't do it. Read the room. Read the room. Um, and she doesn't read the room or she doesn't care. She ups Jacob. And mm-hmm. that that at that point, we're like, uh-oh. Now it's on. Yeah. And I guess she doesn't have the same relationship that Penny has with jo- Jacob. Not same. But also she's I naive, guess. you know? She's thinking she's defending her sister. She doesn't want her sister to be blamed, but she doesn't realize the bigger implications. Oh, exactly. So the police are ready to charge out because of Sophie. This is essentially. Oh, I would, yeah, I will shoot. I would. Always, I was always going to shoot Sophie some bail, and then I was like, nah, because she outsed him. Then she ran mm-hmm. to Leary and ousted Jacob again. So it's just like you know, yes. I can't. I can't play the naive card with her because if it would be one thing if it was just like, oh, okay, I'm telling the police because you know. I don't want my sister to get in trouble. I can't understand that. But then, but she's a shit starter. Yeah, yeah. she's literally the worst. She's literally the look, worst. Look at Joanna. Look at the know. eyes. Oh, yeah, she looks like she's about to murder, murder her sister. She's like, mm. yeah. well, <laughs> also looking at uh, looking when, at that scene again, it didn't feel like the police were really gonna take Penny in for possible indictment. You know. It seemed like they were pretty clear on the fact that she was defending herself. I guess if you want to be as sympathetic as possible to, to Sophie's character, you could say, okay, maybe she wasn't thinking right. Maybe she just went through a trauma. But yeah, so close. Uh, she was so close, and then nope, 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 nope. As the episode continues, nope. Yeah, she goes on doing Sophie things. Almost wanted to give her a redeeming quality, but that, that was uh, sadly not happening. And then we, we single-handedly see... it makes episodes eight, nine, and ten. <laughs> right, it does. Actually. It was it was all her fault. Yeah, so I guess in that sense for the show. But like Penny is even looking at her with this horrified look on her face, like you just signed his death warrant. Yeah, yeah. she was horrified, like mm. no, yeah, yeah, Sophie. Yeah. So we we transitioned from there to. Uh, downtown Chinatown, and we see Assam and young June talking about you know just taking out the Fung High and you know all proud of themselves. But up in the window, we see my Ling and Zing uh spying, and my Ling, you know, throwing shade as she does. Saying, Not Zing, you know, Leong, Leong, sorry, sorry, thank you. She's so uh, with Leong. And she's throwing uh, shade at Leong as well, you know, saying, you know, you don't see the bigger picture. And, Dumbass. you know, uh, this, this is a psalm sending a message to me specifically, yeah. right? Like she's yeah. taking this personal now, especially since, you know, a few uh, episodes ago, a psalm basically slaps her hand away and says, fuck you. I don't want nothing to do with you. When she yeah. kind of tried to come back and make reprimands from ordering him to be killed. Leong is low key over Myling shit. Mm-hmm. You think so? It's the his <laughs> facial expression, his like the way he's looking at her. It's like, yes, I'm listening to you, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think this season we start seeing the cracks and the loyalty 
but I think he's still loyal to her. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but he's no dumb. He's no as, dummy. He doesn't trust her yeah. leadership anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not as un. Uh, what's what's the word that I'm looking for? Un. Yeah, whatever. I can't think off the top of my head. Unconditional. There you go. It's not. It's not as unconditional as. I think it was. maybe maybe he he is just studying her, like he didn't know uh, how far she could go before mm. uh, Monzi was dead. He didn't know what uh, she was capable, and he's too close to to the tiger, so he didn't. <laughs> <to see> yeah. <laughs> Very good way of putting it. <laughs> yeah, I think he's like being just, you know, maybe watchful, careful. Yeah. yeah, we don't really know about his backstory, right? For all we know, he could have been Long Z's nephew or something. Yeah, right. we really don't know what the Taiyas are doing. No, that's why I say the yeah. way he looks at her, it's like. I'm listening to you. I'm acknowledging you, but I don't. I don't know if I'm on the same page as you. Right. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I'm interested because I don't want to give away <laughs> to for people who haven't, you know, finished the season either. So I don't want to give too much away either. But man, I, I really want to know what's going to happen with that relationship moving mm-hmm. forward. Um, and we're going to sure get into that over the out. next two episodes. And then on the final episode, well, everybody can just go ape shit with <laughs> all our predictions and all our little conspiracies on where we think things are going. It is good to know that that choking moment didn't change his mind too much. <laughs> I think it just reinforced him more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, hey, He's like, yep. I'm going to say what I had to say to make it through this situation. <laughs> right. Literally. Uh, there's a ta- David Carradine joke here. I'm not going to make. I'm not doing um, this with you. No. 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 What? David what? Carradine. Do I'll it. Just, I'll just say. I, uh, I didn't have to. I didn't even have to. I had to say that, and that was good enough. I'll just say. <laughs> um, that's Ken. Uh, that's a uh, somewhat related. Uh, <laughs> when when that documentary that came out a couple years ago about Bruce Lee with Light Water, the Thirty for Thirty, they interviewed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Right, one of the NBA coaches, and who also trained with Bruce Lee. Mm-hmm. And he talked about <clears throat> Bruce Lee losing the role of Kung Fu to, uh, to David Carradine. And he said, yeah, originally they were going to cast Bruce in it, but um, then they gave the role to, um, I'm paraphrasing, uh, Bar, but like, yeah, but then they gave the role to, uh, I forgot. David Carradine. No, that's what Abdul Jabbar says. Like, oh, <laughs> I thought you were. Uh, I forgot you, about that. That's too funny. Yeah, wow. And that's, that's you know, and I always mix that up. I used to always think that Kung Fu the Legend Continues was what Warrior was supposed to be. I thought that, that Bruce Lee yeah. submitted his script and they took it and turned it into there was, Kung Fu. Uh, but, no, there was, a, there was an interview he does on NPR with Pierre Burton where he mentions the Warrior. And and they were discussing the, the challenges with having a, a non-white lead in Hollywood at that time. And right. he said, "Yeah, that's why the warrior is probably not going to be made." Mm-hmm. I remember that. I remember him saying that very clearly. I remember even even early. I, I first saw that interview when I was you know, nineteen or something, and uh, and he. I remember hearing that. I was like, "Oh man, I wonder what." The, I remember thinking, "Oh man, what would that have been like if Bruce Lee had written his own show and started it?" 
in, 19, in the late 1960s before we went back to Hong Kong. Uh, what could have been? So it's interesting to think back on on what I was thinking during that time when I first heard that Pierre Burton interview. Pierre Burton interview, 1972, I think, when uh, Burton traveled to Hong Kong. Because by then, Bruce was already a big star in Hong Kong. He was, he was the man mm-hmm. in Hong Kong. That yeah. That's uh that's an awesome story. Uh I need to find that. And I haven't watched I haven't watched that documentary yet. Oh yeah, it's an old NPR interview. So it's it's funny because Peter Burton is much older than Bruce Lee and Bruce Lee is doing his own Bruce Lee thing. He's he's dem- he's pantomiming all of his movements and Peter Burton is like, Oh, oh, oh uh, I don't know if I want to take it with you. No doubt. Quite a strong puncher, yes. That's awesome. Uh, so, like that, but you know, go listen to the interview. I will definitely go listen to the interview. And NPR, well, we won't give out cheap plugs, but NPR is the way to go. Just saying. Um, so we move on from from my Ling to next, baby June and father June. <laughs> <laughs> All right, young June, uh, going to check in on pops and you know, celebrate a bit. Be like, yo, man, we just did what you couldn't do. Like, you know, we we took out He's the fung high. Trying not to be a baby anymore. Trying to grow up. <laughs> right, and and even even after losing his position, Father June is still Father June. Mm-hmm. Like he's still like, yeah, but at what cost? How many of your own men did you did yeah. you lose? How many of your brothers did you lose doing mm-hmm. this? And, you know, could there have been another way to go about all this? You're supposed to be just as smart, but you're too impatient. Um, mm-hmm. And he, he does the father thing, but also he's still the leader mm-hmm. of that Tong. Like, at least that's what it seems the way that uh, Jason's playing it. Uh, Young June seems to be really playing it. Like, he's looking up to him like, shit, yeah, you're right. But he, he doesn't want to say it. Still wants his dad's approval. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say that he went there to to get approval to say, "Look, Dad, I I did something. I did like a good thing." And no. Yeah. <laughs> Perry, Perry's like, "Nah, we we ain't having that. We're not maybe, having that at all." Maybe you need to learn this the hard way. But essentially, it was exactly why you know Young June kept Father June around in the first place was for guidance and knowledge and things like that so i mean yeah you know he did his own thing but at the same time like he was like yeah no maybe (laughs) and then i mean and you know he got the knowledge that he needed it's just like yeah you know you did it that's great and all but you know there is going to be a price and i'm sure it's going to come and bite you in the ass a lot sooner than you think so Mm. you might want to be a little mindful of that so he's still Fredo, not Michael Corleone yet. <laughs> the way he just like sits back, he has his his you know shot sits back all you know regal. He's still the head of the tongue in that moment. He's just he's Father June. Yeah, so composed, not even phased by shit. No, nothing. Nothing phases him, right? Like, he, look how many people say on that. Sure, desk. people have no chill. He has all chill. And what did you say, Matt? <laughs> Can we go back to that picture again? Sorry for the podcast listeners. This isn't going to make sense. Look how many buttons are on that vest. <laughs> Holy shit! Right? Oh, <laughs> what is oh. that? And we'll have that to give is... a shout out to him next time. 
But uh, I met a guy on a shoot this week who uh, designed suits, and he said he could make that suit for us. Oh. Wait a minute. What? Yeah. Hey, <laughs> the yeah, one that um, Harry's wearing right now with, like, the 18 million buttons? Oh, these, you mean that uh, one? Those. Um, stretchy pants. Zeus, don't fuck with me. Don't you fuck yes, with me. Yes, please. Uh, what? Hi. 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 Stretchy yes, please. <laughs> So uh, I, I got to find him. Uh, he added me on Instagram. I'm no good with Instagram, though. But, uh, yeah, he's got his own clothing company. He's a model himself, though, too. Mm. I, I don't say, too, like, I'm a model. I mean, like, he does that as well. As, <laughs> as well. As making his other stuff. And I just had the crossover thought. Did anybody see some teaser pro, uh, post or poster that they were working on? Um, they may be working on Kung Fu Hustle 2. Wait, what? I or saw what? someone post something that there was a Kung Fu Hustle 2 in oh, the works. Oh, yes. And all I could think of just now was, wait, that output would do double duty. I'm down. Let, ah. me, let me add that. Give me some hatchets. Give me some hatchets. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. No, no. Oh, no so style. So here it is, styled by Harj. Ooh. So Harj Singh, entrepreneur, fashion enthusiast, custom suit specialist out of Toronto. Um, and I mean, if you go on to uh, Instagram and follow him, it's style by Harj. I'll put I'm it pretty here sure in the banner for you guys. Your your DMs are going to be flooded. The amount of people that are currently watching and/or listening, and are gonna want a fucking hopway suit. So I'm sorry in advance, or or congrats. I don't know. Depends on how busy you become. Yeah, right. Following. No idea. Oh, there you go. I'm putting it up there for you, folks. So IG, if you want to find it, uh, yeah, man, go check this guy out. Check out his fashion. He is a uh, fashion guru, if you will, and I'm down. I'm down. Let's get our hopway stuff going. <laughs> it's going to cost. We're going to have to start a uh, Patreon just for us to be able to afford our new uniforms. Yeah, I called them uniforms. <laughs> um, but now, let's get back to the show. Okay. We'll be right back. Um, all right. As, so we left off talking about, um, you know, Father June putting baby June in his place. Baby June. I'm sorry, but he'll always be baby June to me. <laughs> uh, but we, we saw that Buckley is sending the cops out and not taking any trash at all. But before they head out, we see Lee and Bill having some words in the police station. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, this didn't uh, didn't go too well, folks. Anyone? I just like how Lee is slowly unhinged throughout this entire season. <laughs> Dude, I love it. But... I love how they I love how they drag it very very eloquently, like per episode. Like it's not a lot, you know. It's just little breadcrumbs here and there, and then. Towards it, you see, like, oh, his shirt's not completely done. Oh, fuck his jacket now. Ah, you know, now he's right. just being pretty reckless with his words, and now he's just ignoring everybody. Like, it's so, it's so gradual. I love it. So then, when this 
this happens, <laughs> well, you know. Yeah. This see, you say unhinged, and as that's happening, you can also see how in a, a quite a few scenes, they flash to his eyes, like the, his his expression. He even though he's unhinged, he's he's catching everything. He's not missing details. Yeah. He's like, mm-hmm. Mm. There's that little like that serious, like, you know, stare. He's absorbing. He's watching what's going on. But I think Matt's onto something though, too. He is definitely um becoming good. unhinged or or starting to lose it a bit. Um because yeah. and it's a slow descent. We see it with the drugs, we've seen it with the with the prostitutes, him almost getting killed, <laughs> you know, uh, because of that he's, stuff. He's became becoming very messy. Yeah, he doesn't mm -hmm. shave. He doesn't do his hair. Um, yeah, he's a mess. And and he calls Bill out in front of the entire station, though, and basically says, you were working for the Fung Hai, and this is this was your way of getting back at them. Um, Zing was an innocent man, basically. And then the two of them start bickering, and Bill goes low, man. Yeah. Bill goes stupid low. Like... Yeah, uh, and saying you know, well, you got your family killed. Yeah, basically, I'm paraphrasing that. But what is your ethical? Where you, where you know the line killing? Where is killing your own kin fall that line? Something. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And that just that just sends Tom off or Lee, sorry, and, and the two of them have to be separated. And it's, I didn't think we were going to see Lee join up with the cops later on. Right, and he still had that look on his face. Uh, he, I mean, he, he does. Like when you, when it's all said and done, he he wants to be an honorable man of the law. So despite mm -hmm. him saying, "Bill, you can go fuck yourself," I'm still going to do my job. I just don't have to enjoy doing it with you. So Buttercup says hi. By the uh, way, Buttercup. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that makes you wonder if he's really unhinged or if he's just so um, so filled with cynicism now that he just doesn't care about the people whose opinions he would have cared about 10 episodes ago. Yeah, I guess unhinged wasn't Possibly. the proper word. Yeah. I feel like he's just over everybody's shit yeah. at yeah, this he, point. He realizes that he doesn't need to... Well, in his head, he doesn't need to listen to those people, or at least he doesn't need to listen to every word, the word of what they say. Just more of following the spirit of what you originally wanted to do, yeah. be a policeman and do um, do the protective serve you. There's but, that yeah. little politeness filter that's now gone. Yeah, yeah, he's no longer the uh, yeah no the southern gentleman as what everybody is politeness, no, no no smile, <laughs> not nothing. <laughs> well, we right. we we, see t we talked earlier about how like they they named this episode so well, you know. Uh, all enemies foreign and domestic mm -hmm. because we get to see all the different kind of factions um do different like get into different aggressive moments or have some kind of big moment in this episode whether it be the cops whether it be the hopway um you know even my Ling. but we see with the irish as well leary uh, gets stopped heading to the banshee uh by one of the locals and he's just like i'm sick of it i get it bill you're just nothing but more he basically calls leary uh a politician mm -hmm. saying you just keep giving us empty promises because right now i appreciate what you're doing but all you're doing right now is just giving us empty words 
And that gets Leary going. And Leary starts beaking off to the crowd until he sees, of course, uh, in the in the crowd, uh, Sophie. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's funny because he, he claims to not be a politician, but then the very next scene, he gives a politician speech. You know, uh-huh. Right. It was in the moment, but he still did it. He did it in front of a small crowd. But we, we saw that last episode as well with Buckley, and Buckley said it perfectly, where he called Leary a politician, Paul, and Leary's like, I'm no politician. And he's like, that's what all the good ones say. Yes. Right? So he is a natural politician, whether he wants to be or not. He's become that leader of that community, of the Irish community. So um, it's been um, thrust upon him, if you will. Yeah. Well, politics, um, I guess, if you really want to, if you want to find the more strict the purest terms is just the art of uh influencing people right right leary has he's had influence from the beginning everyone calls him this all the irish will call him mr leary he's he's the facto head of the irish community so yeah and he has argument he's intelligent he he can he can beat anyone on a debate he tells them that that was my boots on his neck um to 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 make anything happen and the mayor uh gave a speech saying that he, he's going to send the chinese back so that's because of me i make the pressure if you want to do better <laughs> be my guest mm-hmm. oh that part yeah yeah and and you speaking of the mayor uh we saw earlier with uh buckley standing over top of the mirror as they're talking about what they're going to do now. And, and he asks, he asks the chief, well, what's, what's the next step? And the chief looks at him and goes, well, you tell me you're the mayor now. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Oh, Oh, I guess I am. The one thing that he had never really thought about because he'd always been manipulating from behind the scenes. Yeah. And this is something that benefit benefits him but he never tried to get this. This is And he even made a comment. Not. Sorry, he, was, he made a comment to Leary that, you know, when Leary was saying something about, you know, well, you know, Blake's promises, blah, blah, blah in the past. And, you know, Buckley says, I put those words in his mouth. Well, he pretty exactly. much said, look, I'm the one who wrote exactly what Blake, you know, you know, promised. So, hey, so, mm-hmm. you know, this, oh, Buckley. You know, you hate to love him. You hate to love him, but mm-hmm. not to jump jump ahead. But someone else mentioned it, and then it got stuck in my head. Yes, he's the MVP of this episode. Okay, yeah. because between he's got the underground quid pro quo with My Ling. Okay, then he's pretty much molding Leary to become, you know, that head, you know, head of the union, and 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 getting him involved. And you know, what other things is he messing with? I mean, he's already has he has the chief of police, you know, already in his pocket and, you know, he's sending the, he's sending the police out. So basically he's got every little faction in this, in this episode. He's got his hands in every little bit in this episode. Yeah. Under, underground, up on the street, you know, in the office. <laughs> Makes me wonder who else, because um, as is revealed later, right, there's some other connections he's got. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, who else? It really does make you wonder. It's clear that he he doesn't see borders, so to speak. Right? In no, a certain no. way, he doesn't see borders. In certain ways, he absolutely does. 
but for his own pragmatic um, gains, he'll do anything to he'll, he'll do anything and operate in any way, operate with any with any with any. Do you guys and, feel and like exactly. this is a snag in his plan, becoming the mayor? Since he's so in the shadows at all times, and now unfortunately he's kind of in the spotlight because he's the new mayor. Do you think that but this kind of slowly fucks him? But see, notice how he had the chief send out the police and not make the announcement. So he had them start to round up the Chinaman without announcing that the mayor was killed. So in a way, he's still keeping that under wraps because even when they mention, when it's mentioned to Assam, Assam didn't know that the mayor was dead. So Buckley's keeping that low key until he can send out the enforcers and, you know, do some damage. True, but he was also he, like, so he does his, you know, obviously he does his behind the scenes play like he always does. But I mean, like when he was, when he's, now he's, he's sworn in, you know, he's like, yeah, I got to take the duties, da, 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 There's that official, you know, whatever they, they call it. And it's like, you know, yeah, he's I now felt. at the forefront of it. It kind of, you know, like he has to kind of be even more careful with a lot of his shadow playing because, you know, it's not like before where you had Blake who was all the way up here and then here's yeah. like, you know, Buckley just chilling here. So it's like, you know, shit really goes awry or whatever. You don't really suspect nothing, you know, because it's like, oh, it's just this guy. Now, yeah. like Buckley is the guy for, for I agree. That He's a little it's bit like, stressed. I felt him a little bit stressed and I, nervous, not like calm as he usually mm. speaks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I think kind of like what Matt's saying, it, it reminds me of an old uh, Superman comic. I think it was Superman and, or a cartoon. Way before Lex Luthor actually ran and becomes president, someone had asked him if he would run for president. And he's like, why would I give up all the power I have to be someone so powerless like the president of the United States. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I might be wrong. Stay on the in the shadows. Box, but yeah. But yeah, um, there's there's our new mayor. And like you said, he, he put the cops out right away. Uh, he saw this caricature and just lost his mind and he means business now like he he wants to eliminate the the chinese presence in san francisco altogether like and back to the historian part frank that that illustration was just like the um dennis wasn't there there was the illustration of dennis kearney mm -hmm. oh yeah it's almost like it looks a lot like that one yes. yeah yeah, the man who ended uh, all of his speeches with the Chinese must go. So, and um, and I mean, there were there were a few incidents um, where there were murders of um, of white folks involving Chinese folks, right? And that was that actually led to one of the largest uh, largest mass lynchings in the U.S. history in 1871. I think that was in L.A. Was it either in L.A. or San Francisco? I can't remember the details, but. Uh, they made a mute they made a movie out of it. They made a movie called The Jade Pendant out of it. Start uh Godfrey Gal and um a couple oh, I think Zamal was in it too. 
Mm. Godfrey Gal did, you know, rest in peace. But um, that was one of his uh, bigger movies. Oh, I don't know that one. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a big release, but I do remember seeing that story. And mm. that was the first time I have I to watch that. Yeah, 19, 19 Chinese men, women, and children were lynched in one incident. Among, among, whom, among whom was a well-respected doctor because uh, someone someone accidentally shot um, a white man. There was a disturbance. There was a, I don't remember the details, but there was a violent violent encounter inside, I think, a saloon or uh, inside a tavern, and uh, he ended up being shot to death. And they suspected a, um, a Chinese killer. And, um, and I think a Chinese person did do it, but, it was, but I think it was also in the middle of an encounter. Um, and um, they ended up uh, rioting and lynching those 19 people. Eight of them, I think several of the rioters were convicted, but those convictions later got overturned on appeal. So no one got penalized for that. Damn. Frank facts all day. Drop right? All Legal throughout game. this episode. Never mind the master. We're just going to call him the professor. <laughs> uh, we didn't talk too much about Chow, and Chow had a big episode here as well. Yeah. Um, you know, his, his episode ends a lot bigger than the rest of it, but he still had a pretty decent episode talking with Bill. Um, he does get stopped in the streets once, and Bill apologizes to him. Um, he comes to his rescue right here and then apologizes for having them shut down. He's like, oh, I really am sorry about that. And it actually seemed genuine. But Chow's like, yeah, but that's nice to apologize until it happens the next time. Yeah. And we all know that's what Bell would be. Like if the opportunity comes again and he has to screw over Chow, he's going to screw over Chow. Mm. Yeah. Still strong he, on him. He asked for the Jacob's head, and Charles says, "I already gave you Zing. I already gave you the sword man. Do I have to make your job for you? <laughs> you want to give me a badge?" <laughs> right, it was a great line. Those are burning bridges of trust everywhere. Like that—that that scene with where you have a Lee before Lee went off on it and threw him on the ground. Mm -hmm. Where does killing your kin fall on the line? That was—that was actually, I think, that was like the last shred of trust between them because. Lee didn't want to tell people that. And he swore he's, he made Bill promise not to tell anyone that, I believe, in the first season. So I was like, hey, man, you can't even keep that secret and you use it as a dirty mind. Yeah. So, Fuck you, then. Yeah. I'm going to throw you on the ground. <sighs> so, yeah, we so we had our stuff with, with Chow as well. But then we come to a toy. Ah. <sighs> mm, uh, and as the lockdown's going on, yeah, the episode. we get, you know, I looked these guys up and their name, the, the character's name is Cleaver. <laughs> that's Cleaver. Yeah. Um, Terrifying. That's Brad Kelly playing Cleaver. And I don't know the other gentleman because they don't have him listed, but they do have the big dude. And he's just listed as Cleaver for, for, for good reason, as you can see. Well, you can't see there, but he does have a Cleaver in his hand. A little later, when you see dudes that tall, that barrel chested, and without necks. It's, it's not a good thing. Well, exactly. And they come in, and Nellie Davenport's there trying to get a toy to leave with her. Um, but as soon as the cops come in, a toy's like tells Nellie to leave. She refuses, gets knocked down by the cops. 
and then the cops proceed to go after a toy and a toy cops. yeah the cops yep cops big cops um and a toy gets an ass whoop in here i thought we were going to lose a toy i'm not lying me too Ooh. i was so scared especially this I, part oh yeah. yeah i didn't know how she would you know get out of this situation Oh, and if you saw right before he hits, though, he does make contact here, but she's up a step higher and she just lowers herself down one step before the chop. And that's why it takes mostly the, the step. And then he works his way down. And yeah, it's a nasty, nasty cut. Uh, Davenport gets up, tries to offer some help. Not a whole lot of help, but it's enough to give a, a toy some time away. Um she takes a, a knife that she had thrown, a, a throwing dagger, one of the ones that she has in her hair. She had mm -hmm. thrown it at Cleaver, uh, takes that out of him, and proceeds to put it through the other cop's ear. <laughs> and then, fake uh, cop. She, yeah, fake cop. And then she runs upstairs away from Cleaver, and Cleaver follows just to see this. And when you see this with a toy, it's a wrap. You, yeah, that's it, man. That's it. It's ah! a <laughs> um, such a good scene. Too. It was filmed so well. Just how the sword drops and then she tilts it, and, and you get that that glimmer, like that, that perfect Rembrandt light, if you will. So yeah, I, I love it. Shout out to Olivia too for being able to add, you really add those layers to that action scene. Mm. And I'm going to say it again. Every time I see her with swords, I'm going to say she should be playing Lady Shiva in the DC Extended Universe. Like, the one that Ooh. basically taught Batman how to fight and Jason Todd, I think. She trained Jason. She trained one of them. But, like we said, like Atoy did take a bit of a beating. Yeah. <sighs> I, I do like how, um, I think in an interview, Olivia was saying, like, it was... It was nice to kind of showcase how vulnerable that a toy was without her, you know, trademark sword and like how mm -hmm. she kind of it was like, I forgot how mm -hmm. she described it, like a primal fighting, you know, uh, mm. thing where she was just like using anything and everything just to survive. And then it was just like nothing but just whatever raw power she practically had and her wits. And then once she got her hands on her, her sword, it was game to fuck over. Yeah. <laughs> Choppity chop. <laughs> chills. I get chills. I get chills. So then we, we move on from there. And a toy's not done. A toy goes to meet <laughs> her partner. And she has a, a deal to make here. This is probably my favorite scene ever. <laughs> this is a pretty powerful scene. A toy bloody as hell. This guy pretending that he cares uh, about her. He really just cares about not getting dead. And let's be honest, that's that was a good chance here. And a toy's like, just sign, sign the papers, sign the papers. You sign. And he's like, oh, are you okay? Or you don't think I had something? Sign or die. And he's like, are those? You know what killed me? When you first see the scene, when the scene plays out, 
you don't see who he's talking about. He's like, are those the men that did this to you? And you're like, what men uh-huh. is she talking? Who is he talking about? Oh, and yeah. there they are, chilling. And, and that's how that scene ends up, is uh, after he signs it, they, they pan off to these two. Uh, that's Cleaver and his buddy. <laughs> but do you remember why he's a Cleaver, right? Because he had a Cleaver in his hand. <laughs> oh, when when he went for uh, confession in the church and talked to the father, the father has had a, a missing finger, and he actually um, uh, not indicate yeah indicate those two guys for him for the Atois part in it, and he they are in the kitchen like lots of meat around. Yeah, yeah. the butchers. Like, yeah. Hmm. So they, he hired them. Through yeah. the, the priest. Yeah. The priest needs to get it too. Um <laughs> yeah, so let's see this priest on oh, season three. That priest backstory. Wonder what wonder what what you've been in his previous lives. Oh yeah, I'm sure he's been up to some not so good things, honestly. Um so yeah. I, I I'm trying to find uh the right photo here for us to, to almost go out on. But um and I want to say it's not this one. It's not Chow here, but it is Chow. Uh, Chow coming back to his house, uh, oh. his base of operations, if you will. And opening, seeing the door open, he's like, uh oh, somebody's in here. Peeks in, pops out the old uh, sleeve gun, and looks around and sees a figure hidden in the shadows. And he's like, who is that? And it's our boy Kenneth, Jacob, oh. if you will. Help me. And that is how this episode ends. Um, that for that reason, uh, Rebecca, we talked earlier, and you're like, I think Zeus is going to pick uh, Jacob. <laughs> I, I couldn't. Jacob's in this for two seconds. You know, he was he was my hero of the last episode. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh, but speaking of which. Uh, Who's everybody got for their uh, for your your warrior of the episode? I'm gonna start with you, Rebecca. You're in the middle there. I picked Atoy because she is the only fight of the the, the episode, I think, and she by herself against that those two guys. I thought she wouldn't survive, and she managed to do. She used everything around her to. Uh, get some time and trying to to, to escape and then scrapped <laughs> and yeah, then yeah. went after it and she was clever because she might not realize who sent them she could have thought they were really cops well, who knows yeah. you know she's chinese anyone could want to kill uh, could like have reasons to kill her and she realized it was the partner so she was very clever. Nice, Frank. Leaf. He um, because he, he has the only other action moment in the uh, this episode, only other real action moment in this episode, and also just what uh you know Matt was touching on earlier too. He just seemed gradually start to just not give a shit anymore. Yes. And, and when he gets to this point, it's not surprising. Right, so that that's where I think they did a pretty good job just building up throughout this whole season. 
And then when um, when Bill goes low with that line about killing his family, he he threw a couple, he throws a couple of punches at him, and then Bill said. <laughs> They're developing some really bad habits and throwing punches at me as the top as at the top of the list, and then just Lee picks them up and throws them and threw them. And I kind of laughed because I, I thought to myself, "Well, he didn't punch you anymore." Yeah, yeah. That was a very uh, good throw. I was, I was I was very impressed by Lee. Lee's one of my favorite characters on the show. Uh, definitely, yeah. and he's one of those sympathetic characters because mm-hmm. he's always trying to do the right thing. And and I'm always a sucker for someone who's just always trying to do the right thing. He's standing so. against the system. <laughs> Yeah, against his own people, right? Like his own, his own, his own squad. That does make him a warrior. Yeah, exactly. Steph, I'm co-signing with Rebecca Atoy. I mean, think about it. She went from that scene where you know she's having to you know defend herself and and Davenport, and she could still sniff it out. She said, "Well, you know." What's his face was already here, you know. Mm-hmm. Officer Bill was already here. O'Hara was right. already in there, so she could sniff it out, and you could see her spidey senses raging. You know, as you know, they're starting to just bully their way in. She makes it through the scene. She collapses in tears. But then we move to a scene where she cut two dudes' heads off, and she <laughs> makes it all the way over to that house. You know, without them noticing it until he he finally hears her. He chopped, she had chopped those guys' heads off. She is going to make this happen. She is going to get these deeds. She's, yeah, she's my warrior. She was the warrior. Dirty deeds. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's, that's grit. Mm. What do you got, buddy? All, there's two of them. It, it was a tie. I couldn't, I couldn't pick between two, so I'm just going to give it a tie. The all-out warriors, actually, are... Buckley and a toy. Buckley, <laughs> you know, it was it was great to see the the um, the origin story of his, you know, quote unquote evilness, and to see like where it comes from, like where his habits kind of came into play with you know the redheaded women and you know how why he is the Whoa. way that he is, and it's just like oh that's you know it's it's perfect, and I think what kind of you know, sprinkles the icing on the kink as well as when we had that interview and it really shaded in more of that, like, mm-hmm. understanding of what was happening with his character. And it's just like, fuck, man, like, that's great. And then a toy, obviously, for reasons why we've been talking about it this whole time, like, she, oh, my God, the intelligence of this woman, the 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 raw power of this girl going against dudes, like, three times her size and then mm-hmm. just you know figuring out a way to, way to like win get to her yeah. sword destroy everybody and then you know you see a little bit of more layers to her to her humanity where she's telling davenport like fucking go get out yeah. of here there is nothing good around me you need to just leave pushes her the fuck out and then she breaks down because it's like, God damn it. Like, that's the only time I felt like I was actually happy here. And then, like, as as stated, a few minutes or however long time has passed, walks into this motherfucker's house with yeah. two severed heads. And it's just yeah. like, 
All right. Oh my god. Um, just so you know. Oh my god. Can you, oh my god. Can you fucking sign these papers, please, before sign? You, you sign the third. You know, we just sign or die. You want to go? You know, I'll kill your children in their beds. I mean, <laughs> yeah. The the tenacity of a toy just could not be, you know, understated at all. Like she, Olivia killed that shit literally. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no doubt well played sir well played uh for me uh my warrior it's a bit of a cheat because like you said this wasn't the most action-packed even though there was a lot of action there was only a couple people that fought in this one and i'm going with some with a warrior that we didn't get to see the fight but we saw the aftermath and i'm going with my boy hong and I'm just going to go with the trio of them here after taking out the Fung Hai, uh, but mostly Hong for the violin man story. <laughs> you know it's my favorite story. You know I want to see this happen uh, next season. And just seeing this again was great. And now, now that Frank pointed out the hand hanging there, <laughs> I mean, it's even that much better. So uh, my Warriors goes out to, to the trio there, but especially to Hong. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm going to piggyback on that. I'm going to piggyback on that right now because uh, we always say what our, our favorite line is. And my favorite line was actually when he's trying to explain it to the two guys. <laughs> and young June's like, can you play Mozart on it? <laughs> like, no. He's like, then I don't get it. <laughs> they're just totally awesome. fucking Me with neither. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then they just deadpan him. And then they bust. I, I'm like, yeah, I love it because that's aside from aside from all the death around them. To me, that was a bunch of guys in the in the locker room in between periods. Or oh, totally. You know, like, yeah, it's just a bunch of guys just ragging on each other in the locker room. Man, at first that scene is like, wait, where are they eating? <laughs> right. Why is there a little bit of blood? What, what's the whoa, 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 whoa? What's this? Is that an axe in that dude's head? Yeah. It's like, are they, they at a restaurant? Are they at a, Are they at the bars? Are they at our toys? Why is there blood on them? Why is there blood? I don't know where they get the food from. Did somebody bring it to them? Did they just randomly walk away from that fucking murder scene and then come back to the murder scene <laughs> just to have a feast? I have so many questions about like, <laughs> where did the food come from? I want to know. I, my thing is, I think that they jumped it. They jumped them. While they were all eating, mm. yeah. oh damn! So they just they, eating. Oh, that's mm. savage as fuck. If they're just the eating, their we're on like a lunch break, and they're like, "All right, let's take these fuckers out." <laughs> ding ding, lunchtime, motherfucker. Um, <laughs> that's a thing. That's a thing people say. All right, what about you guys? Uh, I'm gonna start at the bottom this time. Steph, what was your favorite line from this episode? I mean, it shouldn't. Isn't it obvious? No, I wouldn't have asked. You signed. <laughs> Oh yeah! With the blood dripping, we've got dr blood droplets. You sign. You sign that. <laughs> I mean, that is just badass. You, sign you die. Yep. Ooh, chills. Yes, right? exactly. She's all bloody, and she's like, "Uh, -uh you sign." Because you and know, then she the looks like this. Blam. She looks just like this, but sitting at the table with. Yep, and then the sword comes up on the table. Yeah, mm -hmm. and and look at it caked in blood. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And then this. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. I would sign too. Yeah. Frank? Buckley with the Chief, the Chief Flanagan. Buckley says, everyone, the city needs to know we're on top of things. Chief Flanagan responds with, even if we're not, especially when we're not. It's very telling of his, it's very telling of his outlook. And it's very telling, it's very telling of how he believes the system operates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very true. And I think that was a, a, like, honestly, a really deep line though, that like it, it, it hit deep because it's true. I mean, it's one of those things that you want to put on that brave face even more so when you don't have control. Like you want to put it out to the to the city or whatever that hey, no, don't pay attention to the man behind the curtain. Everything's good. Right here, right? You know? So, but um, I want to give a, a shout out, and I forget what his na- what his name is. Uh, what's the chief's name on this? Chief Flanagan. I don't know. Flanagan. Is yeah. it Flanagan? And he passed away. Yeah, that's what I was gonna yeah. say. Like, uh, sh- shout out to him oh. as well. Um, RIP. And I'm not. See- I'm looking at the cast right here and not seeing it. Oh, David Butler. So, uh, yeah. Rest in peace, uh, Mr. Butler. Thank you so much for two great seasons. Uh, passed away last May. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Thoughts go out to you and great Thank job. You. Like big thanks Thank to you and your family. Um, Matua. Oh, America. What do you got for you? We keep going back to the um, to the fun little diner scene. LOL. And Mm -hmm. um, it's when he's like, "Tell everybody that the Fung Hai they work for us." And then my fine line comes right after, where Assam's like, "I don't think anyone is still breathing." With his leg kicked the fuck up on the couch, and he still has (laughs) chapsticks and a bowl. He's like, "I don't think anybody's still breathing." Like how nonchalant can you be? Like all three of them. And Tobin. Such... And, and no, Tobin's line. Like, to... That's even better. Win-win. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I love those two. I love all three of them. Me too. Oh. Um, Rebecca, what was your favorite line? Well, I love Down. it when Down. Bill asked Asan, "Do you remember me?" And he replies. I don't know. You all look the same to me. (laughs) (laughs) That was awesome. That was perfect. And then he's like, I I, I honestly almost used the line that came after that as my favorite line where uh, Bill was like, so uh, are you going to let me know if he's, or would you, would you let me know if, if you did know who he was? And I was like, probably not. (laughs) He's like, well, fuck off then. <laughs> it's just such a throwaway line. But it, even those two, they have that love-hate relationship I kind of – you could kind of see as well. That's why it's so it's hard respect. to gauge Bill. Like, because Bill's a dick. Like, Bill's a dick. Yeah. Bill makes a lot of bad decisions, and it hurts a lot of other people because of it. But every once in a while, he's got that spark of, oh, he could be a good guy. Maybe he's just – yeah. Made some bad decisions, but because yeah. he pretty much told him, "You guys just stay off the streets. This is not the time." Yeah, and he came like, to save Chow, and he did look like he was honestly, you know, um, regretful for what happened to to Chow's business. And he did save a song, and he reminds him of that. that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, he yes, does. Exactly. Yep. That he does. Um, now, did he did he save a song? 
Would he have saved Assam had Lee not been there? Because remember, wasn't I, I? I think if I remember right, yes. Lee I said something yes. first. Yeah, he's gonna break his neck. Yeah, and then it was almost like Bill's like, "Oh shit! All right." <laughs> I think it was very Fanny. true. Fanny was with him. Please do something, wasn't it? Fanny didn't Penny. see them at that point yet. But I don't think she was oh, with yeah. them. I'm not sure. Penny I, didn't know, I think we're both didn't know they were there. Mm-hmm. They didn't know she was there. Either yeah, way, that would have saved him. Um, I think so. I think she, I she. I think she. After Lee says that, she screamed, and he looked, and he decided to shoot. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. I think. Uh, I think Bill is someone who needs to be prompted to do the right thing. He's not gonna do the right thing on his own, but if you make, exactly. if you push him, to very do it, true, very true. That's pretty consistent. Like I don't his know. His only quality when he was enforcing for the fun high was that he was trying to take care of his family. So like his family was the only thing trying to keep doing the right thing. And um, mm-hmm. you know, now that they're out of the picture, at least for now, maybe that oh, Lucy can save him. Huh. We'll see. We yeah. will see. Yeah. I feel like Bill would do it, man. I don't know. I'm kind of shooting him some bail here. I feel like he would. Well, in the only original- just out of that respect from you know maybe the. Prior, I forgot what episode was that where he let him go. Like, you know, he's like, Are you men gonna be waiting for me? No. Would it matter anyway? Like, you know, he, yeah. he there were there were there were little things where like he it, there was that mutual respect there. Mm-hmm. It's not much, mm-hmm. but yeah. it's there. I'm I think he he still probably would have pulled the trigger and stopped that fight. Well, in the original script, um, Bruce Lee wrote the character of Saw for himself, and he included a character named Big Bill, who was Saw's friend. So I'd be curious to see Ooh. how that impacts um, Bill O'Hara's character arc. Hmm. But he's also got the last name of one of uh, Bruce Lee's nemeses in Into the Dragon. So I don't know. I don't know if that was deliberate or not. Deliberate or not it probably was on some level. O'Hara. I hope so. I I I was thinking of that when I was rewatching this episode. I would like to see more of this this. Um, relationship that Bruce described, like sometimes Bill helps Assam, sometimes he doesn't. They didn't re- uh, have a relationship during the, um, the series, only when Assam was arrested and now this this uh, dialogue. But I, I would like to see them, um, you know, doing more scenes together. For sure. I agree. Well, folks, uh, I, I think that's it. We had a we reviewed the whole episode, just a little bit over an hour, and uh, we got a lot no coming. Way, the next one. There's no way we're getting flagged for anything this fucking week. <laughs> better not. Big shout outs to everybody who was so patient and like rode rode that wave with us while we were having issues. Yeah, thank you. You guys, you guys were fantastic. Big love. But now, yeah, there won't be any problems tomorrow. It'll be up. (laughs) Fine. No issues. We'll be all right. We still should have been able to play a couple clips. Yeah, I guess a couple went a little long last time, but come on now. I understand. I I get it. I do. I do understand. Everybody brace yourselves for the next one. Oh my god. They can't stop me from playing this. 
Yeah. Yeah. Now we're going to get flagged, and I'm going to have to go through all this shit again just so that way we can. All because you played that one little one. There's no way for three seconds. There's, there's, yeah. uh, I don't know. I, you were allowed something like, uh, 12 seconds or something like that to you. So for fair, fair play use. It'll be very difficult to control ourselves for next episode. <sighs> because this is like, you might not see this version of me next week. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I don't think we're going to see anybody's a normal version next week because oh. my god this might is have the to, one yeah this is the one this, we might get flagged next week i'm just saying there's no way to go we through might, that whole episode without having some clips i'm sorry oh. we might we might not be up next wednesday as scheduled because i'll probably have to fight some trademark issues but other than that I somehow, some way, we'll we'll get there. It, it'll it'll work out. But I do like this episode. I, coming everything full circle. I did like this episode because you saw the powder keg get lit here in this episode. Everybody reached their breaking points, and even they fucking snapped at, at certain things. So there is there is nothing saving what is a, going to happen next episode. And damn it, did they do a very very Good job. Coloring it's a powder keg. It's a powder keg just ready to go. Pitching out the gunpowder moving towards the barrels. That's what it is right now. That's it. That's it. I love it. Just like it's gonna be an, Acme, an Acme bomb going off from the Wiley Coyote. <laughs> um, folks. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I love that that came in. It's like, oh wait, yeah, I get that. <laughs> they always have that little plug in the barrel that they just take out. And it, He's always holding it. Yeah, it's like, oh no, running. Oh. Anyways, we—that's the clip we'll get. We'll get screwed for because I'll end up playing that later. Um, the Bugs Bunny shit, folks. I hope you had uh, a fantastic time uh, with this episode, like we did. Uh, this was a great episode that was just content heavy, which uh, I really love. Uh, big shout outs. Uh, and I wanted to do this earlier. Uh, directed by Omar Mada. Uh, writing credits on this one goes to JT, Kenneth mm. Lynn, Evan Endicott, Josh Stodard, and of course, the master himself, Bruce Lee. Hmm. Folks, would you like to go out on anything? Anything to go out on, anyone? No, except where to find us all. We can't ever right close here. out the show without knowing right where, where to find us. I know we're here, but when we're not here... We're there. You know, of course, we're there. And you know where there is? I'm going to tell you exactly where there is, everybody. Any viewership or listenership, I'm going to tell you exactly where there is when we're not here. Well, yeah. And there is our YouTube channel. All right. Yeah, our official YouTube channel. Um, you have to just search for the time being. The Hop This Way Show will pop up. Please don't forget to subscribe, enable notifications. And the more subscribers we get, the more we can find and actually get closer to changing our URL to the Hop This Way show and not have yeah. random ass numbers and letters. So there's that. Um, of course, you can find us on our social media platforms where we're probably the most 
you know, active on Instagram and Facebook at the Hop This Way Show. Hop this way. Hop this way. You all know the deal. If by some chance you can't see us or watch us, you know, you can multitask and listen to us on our podcast form of the show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, whichever you want or whichever you get your podcast stuff from. And there you go. There is no excuse, no matter what, to either watch us or listen to us. And uh, that's it. So I said too, as we say here in Canada, je suis nous est fini. We are oui. finished. And, Magnifique. And how would you say that in Brazil? Acabou. And how would you say that in Chinese, Mandarin, Cantonese? I'm not sure which one. What was it? What was that again? We're finished. Finished. Oh, wow. That's it. All right. Well, there you go. We're, I'm we're, not Hawaiian, but I can say it. Wapao. Wapao. Okay. Aloha. I'll say it in true American. Let's get some yeah. sticky. <laughs> <laughs>